for, okay. Um, this is still this is still brand new for us Florida Gators fans. Brenton Cox Jr. has been dismissed from the Florida Gators program. I, I want to say it's a shocking move. I think that a lot of us acknowledge um, Brenton Cox Jr. Fiery personality. We'll say it was dismissed Monday morning. Um, then there were trading and other people were like, yeah, hey, that's not true. And then Billy Napier had his press conference kickoff and pretty early on Billy Napier was asked, Hey, um, what, what happened with Brenton Cox Jr. And Billy Napier said that he wants to keep the reasoning behind the dismissal in house, which I understand. Um, that's, that's how I think things should be done. Um, we, we can speculate, we can say whatever we want to say, but I, I do think the best way to go about it is keep the reasons in-house. You don't let people create rumors. Who cares what they're going to say? I will say, yes, ton of, ton and ton of rumors. Yes. Um, I am not going to confirm or deny anything specifically, but I, I, I will say there's at least one of these rumors that is true. It's actually a rumor that I haven't even heard yet, so I can't necessarily call it a rumor. What I know to be true, I haven't seen anybody talk about yet. Um, and I'm I'm not going to be the one to do it either. I, I think, and I will also say that if you're going to ask, don't, because I won't say anything, because I, I don't think it helps the team to say what happened. And also, this is not um, the rumor, the, the thing that I know to be true is not the reason he was kicked off the team. It was probably part of the many reasons that he was. But it, it's not, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. This is something that happened a month plus ago. So it's not something. <laughs> it's not something that I'm, I'm going to really say. Um, <laughs> Ethan said he's only going to tell the Discord. I hear. You, you, I don't know. The link is in the description below. Maybe, maybe at some point we'll see. But <laughs> for now. No, I don't think it helps the team. Maybe after the season, it might help the team to say, or it won't hurt the team as much to say. So maybe then, but for now, no. Um, well, I'll talk to the chat in the second half also. You guys know how these lives go. I usually just talk about whatever we're going to talk about. And then in the second half, we'll talk about what actually, uh, what, the, what the chat is going to say. But look, this is going to hurt the Florida Gators. I want to make that very clear. Maybe not off the field. But on the field, this is going to hurt the Florida Gators. And yes, we've all gone after Brenton Cox Jr. for getting in the backfield and not finishing the sack. That's something that he has honestly turned into an art form at this point. But currently leading the Florida Gators with 20 pressures on the season, second or third on the team in sacks behind Shamar, uh, behind um, Shamar James is number what nine? Yeah, that's great. Amari Bernie is. First in sacks, Prince Lehman Mealine is second in sacks, and Brenton Cox is third in sacks. With two, this has not been a team that creates pressure, and that's what kind of scares me, that the Florida Gators have been a, a, a bad pressure team. They have not been a pressure cooker of a defense, and Brenton Cox Jr. has been the best one at that. We, all, we can point out the plays where Jaden Daniels, he had him dead to rights in the backfield, didn't finish it. Um, although he did finish uh, at least a sack there. We could talk about Brent Cox having Hendon Hooker dead to rights in the backfield. 
didn't finish it. Led to a third and 10 com- conversion and completion. But I will say, right now, first on the team in pressures, Jervon Dexter is second on the team in pressures with 14. That's a pretty sizable gap. That's what a, a if I'm not mistaken, my math isn't great, but that's what a, a 30% drop off from your best pressure creator to your second best pressure creator. Can anyone confirm the YouTube thing? Uh, Ethan, I don't know what the YouTube thing is. Um, but if you ask, if I know, I can, I can maybe say, um, but I, I don't know what the YouTube thing is that you're asking about. So there's that. Uh, we got a couple of people joining the discord. Welcome. Um, and I'll address that in the second half. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be felt immediately. Also, Brent talks about the seventh most sacks on this team, a team that rotates kind of frequently. And I could tell you, Brenton Cox was pretty peeved when he would come off the field. You could see that. Look at him on the sideline. He looks pissed whenever he comes off the field. Looked pissed whenever he came off the field. Um, Also about Brenton Cox, he's still going to be an NFL draft prospect. Um whether or not you think he's great or not, whether or not you think he's consistent or not, he's still going to be an NFL draft prospect. It, it kind of sucks to say that you won't have that anymore. Um, I think it just means he's going to train early. He's still going to be a guy where I don't think coaches are going to have great things to say about him. I don't think teammates are going to have great things to say about him, but there are certain NFL teams that'll say, well, once you get winning and once you get the money, things change. Uh, so we can say that, and we will go in depth tomorrow on Locked On Gators, where we'll talk about how the Florida Gators can both personnel-wise and schematically replace Brenton Cox Jr.'s production. Obviously, this means more snaps for guys like Lloyd Summerall and Antoine Powell Ryland, and maybe Chief Borders will see the field, and David Reese will get on the field for sure, more at least. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be difficult to do. I don't want to overstate it. I get it. He's not very well-liked. I understand that. I acknowledge that. And I approve of that. Go ahead. But it doesn't change the fact that Brenton Cox Jr. is still immensely talented, as inconsistent as he is, immensely talented. His presence is going to be felt on that field. I promise you, or, his, or the lack thereof, is going to be felt on that field luckily for the Gators, they don't play a ton of teams that pass the ball very well. I was looking forward to Brent Cox Jr. versus Florida State because he dogged them last year. I will also say, I like that Billy Napier did this. Um, we, we've, Like I said, we've all heard the rumors. We know some things to be true in that locker room about Brent Cox Jr. And, and his presence and his demeanor and his attitude and his behavior and whatever you want to say, however you want to describe it. We know what it is. Um, but Billy Napier, I, I like that he was like, you know what? This is for the better health of our team. That's what he said. Better health of our team to dismiss Brenton Cox. We, we hope the best for him. And that that's, that's great. I like the move. I like the CEO move because the previous coaching staff would have just been like, yeah, you could push us around, do whatever you want. That's not the case with Brenton Cox Jr. and Billy Napier. No, Billy Napier got rid of him. This coaching staff did the right thing. Um, will we ever really know what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Who knows, right? That's an impossible question to answer. But we're about to look into the chat and see what happens and and see what we're going to say there. Um, but first... 
quick word from Bet Online because the Florida Gators this past Saturday were 22 and a half point underdogs against the Georgia Bulldogs. And they continued their trend of if you're an underdog, you cover the spread. If you're a favorite, you don't cover the spread. That's undefeated this year, by the way, um, which is wild. But yes, they are, they are undefeated in that regard. Um, as underdogs, they cover the spread every single time. That's great. Make some money with that thought. With that thought, just make some money with that with Bet Online. You could check out Bet Online either your mobile device, like I do, your website, laptop, whatever you want to do. Check it out. It's where the game starts. And thanks again for everybody tuning in here for uh, Locked On Gators. This is a wild 132 people right now watching this stream at 12.55 p.m. on a Monday. Uh, now 136 people. Jeez. Watching this at, at 12.55 p.m. on a Monday. Again, check out the Locked On Gators Discord if you want. We have a ton of fun there. It's getting really live. Uh, the link is in the description below. That's going to be really fun. Um, also, Wow. Brian Harson just got fired. Auburn announced a new athletic director and immediately Brian Harson got fired. So holy, you know what? Um, that's wild. That is awesome. Um, but we're talking about different moves. We're talking about different people, I guess, getting fired is what we'll say. And we're going to look through the chat now, wrap up with the chat for the day. Uh, and then tomorrow we're going to... Go, we're going to talk about how Florida can really replace this, uh, replace this production from Merton Cox first. And um, again, you guys know how I do it. I'm going to go through the chat. I see a bunch of the chomps that I asked from the beginning. Thank you so much. Uh, Simply AKG2 said he wasn't that good if we're being honest. Here's the thing. You can say Brenton Cox Jr. wasn't that good, and I won't necessarily disagree with you. But he's still one of the best players on that defense especially along that defensive line. You look at plays where the Georgia play, he's getting pushed into the end zone by the running back and three offensive linemen. He's the only Gator making an impact on that play or even attempting to make an impact on that play. Say what you want about Brenton Cox Jr., but what you can't say is that he didn't play his – well, he did play. He didn't play his own. But what you can't say is that he wasn't one of the better players on this team. Uh, that, that's without a doubt. And against Georgia, he was just lighting it up. Um, I realized, too, that – there was one play where he dropped in coverage and Stetson Bennett completed the pass in Brenton Cox's zone. And the commentators were like, that's a big time throw by Stetson Bennett. That, that is a confident gunslinger mentality throw. He threw the ball against an edge rusher in coverage who no one expected Brenton Cox to make a play there. That's stupid. Like commentators just screwed that one up horribly. Um, Ian Williams said, you're crazy. He will be missed. He will be. I think he punched a GA player in the end zone. Uh, I don't, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what to say about it. Um, he's only going to tell the discord. They should have dismissed trading. If anybody from the defense, he's hot garbage. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel like, and I, I feel like this makes me seem like I'm just like a, a trading apologist to a certain extent. And I don't want that to be what people think of me with trading. I'm just being honest when I say that He's not as bad as people think he is. His bigger issues are communication issues, which does suck. His bigger issues are communication issues. Um, but he played a hell of a game against Georgia. Yeah, he got dogged when the game was already a blowout late in the game. Brock Bowers down the sideline. First of all, a bunch of people got dogged by Brock Bowers. Trey Dean, if I'm not mistaken, let, let's pull up the stats really quickly because I, I don't want to be here for more than another like three or four minutes. But let's pull up the stats really quickly because if I'm not mistaken, 
they targeted trading seven times and only completed the pass two times. That is phenomenal. Like, like that is great when you consider that he was likely on most of those going up against Brock Bowers. In fact, we have coverage matchups on PFF, right? Yeah, we're going to look at coverage matchups on PFF. Trading targeted twice while covering Brock Bowers. He had that one pass breakup, and he had the one down the sideline. Uh, Darnell Washington got targeted. Um, he got targeted while covering Kenny McIntosh, got targeted while covering Marcus Rosemead, Jack Saint, and he got targeted while covering Lad McConkey twice, allowed one completion for eight yards. He, he played a good game. I don't care what anybody says. He played a good game. Trey Dean played a good game. And, and stop. I get it. You don't like him. Slander his name all you want, but be accurate with it. Um, Brain Cox missed a lot of easy tackles. He did. The truth is he wasn't happy with the play of the quarterback and got on social media to express his concerns on YouTube. I haven't seen that yet. Again, I literally, I got the news. I watched the press conference and then I went live. So I, I haven't seen that yet. Wouldn't shock me if that were the case. Um, a lot of the defense has been upset with the offense production. We've seen that on social media quite a bit recently. So there's that. Um, would miss this year's been tough. It has been. Trading has let me down. Also, I will say I've had comments that are like, oh, Ford is a dumpster fire now. Florida's essentially trimming the fat. They're trying to get rid of the players that don't fit, don't want to be there, don't belong there, stuff like that. It it, it looks bad from perception-wise, but it also looks fantastic on Billy Napier, where it's like, yeah, this season's two-thirds of the way done. We've got four games remaining, five if we make a bowl. We're still going to make the roster change if we feel we need to do that. And that's, that's a fantastic move, I think. Um, he got on YouTube. Yeah. Can't, can't understand his presence. You can't understand his presence. Um, he, he was good. I don't care what you say. He doesn't like AR. Not shocking. I mean, if you're a defender and the offense can't keep the ball going and part of it is because of, you know, missing Marcus Burke wide open on a seam downfield, it, it's going to frustrate you. Like if you've never played football, if you've never been a defender with an offense that just can't do anything, it's incredibly frustrating and it sucks, and it pisses you off that it's like, well, yeah, we gave up 42 points because we were on the field 80 times, and because you had six three-and-outs in the game. It's rough. Simple as that. Um, he's only talented on this team because Mullen recruits not that good. That that doesn't make sense. He might be the most talented because Mullen didn't recruit well, but he's still talented. I don't care what you say. Uh, sitting at work during closeout listening. Welcome, Austin. Hope, hope that your work is going well. Um I'm guessing he must have been toxic and blaming everyone else for losing. I don't think he was blaming everybody else for losing. I think that he was frustrated with the offense not producing. Again, this is pure speculation. Um, frustrated with the offense for not producing and not staying on the field long and the defense having to consistently get right back on the field and issues like that. But I, I don't fully know what happened. Like I said, I know one thing to be true about what happened with Brenton Cox, and it was weeks ago. I don't think it was what caused the dismissal. I will say that I'm sure it played a part in it, but I, I and I'm not going to say it until maybe after the year. Maybe I'll say it after the year, but I don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to speculate and cause more rumors. I'm guessing he must have been toxic and blaming everyone else for losing. Gator Nation, we up. Dean played decently against UGA. I was impressed. You should have been Nate. Good job. Um, TD was solid against Georgia. Like if there was any game you thought Trey Dean was going to suck, it was Georgia, right? Where he'd have to be covering tight ends frequently and they'd be running the ball a ton, which he's a good tackler, but he'd be covering tight ends frequently. The best tight end room in the country frequently. He played well. I don't care what anybody says. 
Uh, thank you for addressing that. Thank you all for tuning in. This is insane that it is 1 p.m. on a Monday and there's 162 people in this chat right now. That is wild. Thank you all. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, hit the bell, get the notifications. Uh, join the Lockdown Gators Discord. The link is in the description. I love you all so much. I think we're going to have another bonus episode either tonight or tomorrow evening come out. And then Wednesday we'll have more. We'll go live tonight if Caden McDonald commits to the Florida Gators. I don't I don't think he will, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a great year for us because I I will say I and I'll say this right before leaving. Uh, I think it's a great year for the Florida Gators because I think that this is a a not very talented team that you're kind of figuring out what you're going to do. You're kind of figuring out what you're going to be, and the fight in them is incredible. They could have rolled over and died when they were down 28-3 to Georgia, but they didn't. They came back, yeah, 28-20, and then, the, and then the wheels fell off. I don't care. You could have just rolled over and accepted what was happening to you, but they didn't, and that's phenomenal. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm looking forward to more Florida Gators football, more Florida Gators basketball, men's and women's baseball, softball. We're going to have a blast with it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And I hope you all have a fantastic Monday. And hopefully this won't be the last time I see you. Hopefully Katie McDonald commits. But until then, I'll see you next time.